broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. You're listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Boost Mobile, everything you've always wanted in a mobile carrier. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs on ice or in line. By OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Visit us at OxyPow.com. UNLV Hockey, ACHA D1 Hockey, World Class City. By M-Drive, take our short quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which M-Drive fits your lifestyle. By Summer Skates, show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Buy Burrito Express, six East Valley locations for great taste and great value. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the location near you. And by the University of Arizona Wildcats. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the icetimehockeysw.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, ACHA hockey fans as it is, WCHL hockey fans. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Colorado Springs, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you? I'm well, Scott. Thank you. It's uh, it's another wonderful Wednesday, a late start for us again, another After Dark podcast, but we're ready to go, and here we go. Yeah, we love that stuff. There's a good reason for it. Um, before although, we when even... it gets, although when it gets dark at like 5 o'clock, though, I mean, everything's kind of after dark this time of year. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, it, I wanted to start the show off, Stephen, right off the get-go with the uh, number five ranked team in the country, the UNLV Rebels. So why not bring on the head coach, Anthony McNeary-Greener, and uh, find out what's going on in Rebel land. So, Coach Scott and Steven with you. How are you tonight? Good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me again. Uh, we're doing we're doing great. I'm in Colorado Springs, and tomorrow I'll be in Kansas City, and Friday I'll be in uh, Chicago, I hope. And uh, I believe you're on your way to Chicago as, as well pretty soon. Yeah, tomorrow morning, bright and early. We're leaving at 6 a.m., so um, we've got an early flight. Everything's done, and uh, yeah, we land at 11. Be good to go. And it's uh, a heck of a matchup, Coach. First round of the Chicago Classic, you and Adrian. Uh, how excited are you for that? Uh, really excited. You know, uh, something we talked about all week long was getting a chance to play uh, a team we haven't got to play. So I'm glad Fabs um, put us in the same uh, little bracket there with Adrian. Obviously, defending national champions, ton of speed, ton of skill, well coached. Um, so if you want to be the best, you kind of got to beat the best. So um, what better task to play them in game number one? All right, Stephen, jump on in. So we, Scott just mentioned it. Uh, you guys are number five, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe this is the highest uh, in the rankings you've ever been in the computer rankings. So what does that mean for you guys to, to have that number five? So I know it's still a long season to go still, so it can't get too excited yet, but it's got to be nice that you guys' hard work to this point is being appreciated with the rankings. Yeah, I, we appreciate it all the time. Never want to get too high, never get too low. Obviously, uh, it's a good milestone for the program, but um, – until it's the final ranking, it really, you know, it can vary week to week. I don't want to take anything away from the boys because they've done a hell of a job so far. Um, but, uh, you know, like you said, it's still really early um, and we have a lot of work to do. We're going to get better. 
And 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 actually, you know, your matchup with Adrian, I I don't know if there's a if if you guys would be considered the favorite because you guys are five, you guys are the highest ranked team in this in this uh, in this field. So, um, the other teams are now going to be wanting to beat you guys because, you know, you guys are kind of like the the top dog right now. Does, does that change anything about you guys? What you do? Uh, probably not. But what is what does that do? Knowing that the other teams now are going to gun for you because you are the top team right now in this field. Yeah, the, you know, Adrian obviously probably going to have a chip on their shoulder. They definitely should be a lot lower than uh, or higher than five or they're at six. You know, they, they should be. Uh, I think they got a little disrespected there. But um, we know that coming in that, uh, you know, you got teams like Adrian there and Minot and Liberty, all really good teams. Um, you know, they're so oh, our, our message this week was don't get too far ahead of yourself. Let's just worry about Adrian. They're going to take it one period at a time. Um, by far going to be our best competition of the year, hands down. You know, no questions asked. This is going to be the best team we've played so far. So um, I think we've had a really good week of practice, obviously riding a win streak. Love to carry that momentum in there and uh, continue the win streak. Coach, when you look at this uh little three game uh three day i should say um and three game i guess the chicago classic you guys have been out to chicago to play in it before but how much does this simulate a national tournament or as close as you can get to a national tournament yeah we were talking about it with a couple players you know early it's tough on the kids obviously we bring a few extra guys i'm just gonna you know get some healthy guys in there less fatigued guys with the travel but uh, if you want to win a national championship, you got to win four games in four nights, you know, or four games in five nights. So this is good prep. Um, we've won this tournament before, three years ago, and then two years ago we didn't have a great showing. Um, so uh, we'd love to get back in the win column of this showcase. It's an awesome little setup that Fabs does and uh, Joe from Four Fifths Arena. They do an excellent job hosting all the teams and how we're treated. Uh, and it's good to have you know you got eight teams from all around the country all going and winners play winners losers play losers and so on and go on so you never know who you're going to play so a little tougher on the coaching staffs you know at all for all programs because you just don't know who your day two is so there's not a lot of pre-scout that's going to go on for day two and same thing with day three so uh, a little difficult for us but uh, again an unbelievable little setup they put on I want to ask you quickly on this one, too. Um, when you look at the, the computer rankings now, the WCHL with six teams in the top 18, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. But what have you seen uh, being your first real year in the WCHL? How good has the competition, competition you've faced so far been? That's been really good. Um, i got to give it up to uh, Utah. Um, no offense to them. Normally that was kind of just like a, hey, let's go play our game get better but uh man um uh coach feeney there has put a you know a good product on the ice they're getting better and you got teams like u of a obviously we battle back and forth every year um and then the uh east bracket and going to ocu that's a tough place to play in as you know we went there and struggled on the road but the missouri came here and they were just as good they beat ocu the week before so the league is kind of crazy in the ways similar to the NFL right now. Teams are beating everybody, you know. The teams you think are for sure a lock, or it's, it's just not. So um, that just shows that, that how good the product is here in this league. So it's getting better each year, and I hope it continues on that uh, course. Steven, you got another one for Coach? Yeah, so let me – let's. Let's talk a little bit about that that Utah series. You mentioned Utah is a team that has really much improved, uh, and even even in years past, though going to Utah hasn't been a, an easy place uh, to play. Uh, but you guys have managed to do okay. But uh, what is it about playing there and and just the the challenges that it presents? Always, I mean, we, we I think it's obvious, but just what what is the challenge of playing a team like Utah now and playing in their place? One, you go there, the elevation is different. Two. The main thing is they play on Olympic ice. So very few teams be playing Olympic ice. Um, it benefits us in a way, but you know they play well at home where they know what to do. So you got your D making sure you're close, staying in between the uh, the dots, 
your gap control has to be good. Um, and there's a lot of extra room, which, um, which benefits us in a way, but, uh, we did something different. We've switched up all of our road trips. That was something that, uh, coach Nick and I really focused on this year. We wanted to get better on the road. You can't win a championship at home. All three knows everybody, we play much better at home just because of the fans or whatnot. So we have to be better on the road. And that was one point of emphasis. We switched some things up. Instead of practicing here on Thursday, we left a little bit earlier and we went there and practiced at the elevation and kind of got a skate in and kind of pushed ourselves on Friday morning for the team workout and whatnot. So, and we're going to do the same thing in Chicago where we fly up really early and get a skate in and kind of go from there. Coach, I wanna, you know, oh, go ahead, Steven. No, I want to follow up. On, one more on Utah is uh, I want to talk about Friday's game a little bit because I was watching and you guys were down in that game and you guys were able to come back and tie it. And, and part of that was uh, the goaltender for Utah had to come out. And from what I understood from listening to the, the broadcast, they, they, they were having some goaltending issues, so they had to bring in a Division II goaltender, I believe. That's what they said on the broadcast. Were you guys aware of that situation at the time? And, and how did you guys manage to kind of – deal with that because they, they, they were ahead, the goalie had to come out, and then you guys were able to come back and win that game in overtime. No, I, I wasn't aware that it was whatever goalie it was. Um, you know, they, they played a hell of a game. We just – we had so many scoring chances in that game. It could have got out of control. We were up 2 nothing four minutes into the game. Um, then, uh, you know, we hit a couple of posts, and we didn't fire when we should have. We made one extra pass, and so we had a turnover – that game could have got really out of control for them. Um, we just didn't execute, and that was one of our main um, point of emphasis was we have to execute. You know, we've been putting in the work, but now it has to come, and uh, you have to, you know, execute everything. So that's where we struggled. But uh, to, to be down like we were and score a shorthanded goal and come back and win in overtime with the same two that we beat them with in, uh, with Rick and Dizzy, uh, in Vegas, uh, just shows. And then Wixon played unbelievable. He, their best player gets a breakaway two minutes in, in overtime, and he makes a huge save, and we go down and score. So just like that, could have went either way. But a little adversity never hurt anybody, especially, you know, when you're on the road. And uh, like I said, Utah's program's getting better. Their fan base is getting better. You know, the place was packed, had a good fan base. It got rowdy in there. They had a lot of students in there, so – Kudos to them. I, I'd love to see it. I'd love for this lead to get like that for every team. You kind of led me into that, Coach, a, a little bit. You were talking about the adjustments that you've made. If you look back um, five, six years uh, when we, when you first uh, really made the jump to, to take this on as a very serious uh, acquisition, um, how much have things really changed for you guys? I mean, obviously, you're a lot more like uh, – uh, a top caliber NCAA program than you are a middle of the road ACHA program. It's like, uh, I think that's really cool. Is that something that you guys that did by design? Yeah, we kind of pride ourselves on that. We want to uh, have the, the best experience for the kids and uh, anything that uh, is going to help them succeed. And uh, we've learned over the ways uh, something I'm learning is if you don't evolve with the game on and off the ice, then you'll be left behind, and uh, I won't have a job, neither will Nick. So we kind of evolved. Things were different from when I played hockey of how you traveled and when you traveled and when you ate. Um, so, you know, these are learning things. You know, the kids aren't just learning. The, the staff is learning. And that was something that um, we really wanted to do this year. And, you know, we reached out to all the contacts that we had and kind of talked to people that I respect at uh, the pro level, the NCAA Division One level, and even at our own level, um, kind of just see where we're at uh, for the uh, our, our itineraries and just kind of put them together and see what we could do better and, like, how we travel and we make sure we get there a day early like we always have and they're fed and we change some times on when they're eating and whatnot and how they're warming up. So that was just a main emphasis. But, yeah, we pride ourselves on that. Uh, we actually had a recruit in town today we went to lunch with. Um, basically the same thing. We try to mimic, even though we're not an NCAA Division One team yet, or if that ever comes, but how they're treated, as with equipment and um, how we travel, where we stay, uh, ice time, 
your own locker room, our own gym, etc., like that, stuff like that. Uh, it, hopefully it translates on the ice. And one good thing the kid brought up, and a lot of teams do this, which is great, I love to see it, is they have tutors in study hall. So it's not just all about hockey. We're making sure that the kids are doing their stuff. And, that, you know, obviously if they're not getting good grades, they can't play. So um, those are just things that we pride ourselves in as a program. Our culture changed a couple years ago, and uh, it keeps continuing to get better every year. Let me let me throw one more thing in there. Uh, since you've been to the Chicago Classic a couple of times before, um, just kind of fill people in. I'll give them the schedule for Friday, but kind of fill people in on uh, how that works and what that uh, um, uh, facility is like that you're playing. It's a Blackhawks uh, practice facility, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, Friday there's a 3:10 game between Arizona State and Minot State. Uh, 4:20 it's you and Adrian. Uh, 6:20 Liberty and Davenport. And uh, 7:30, Rhode Island and Illinois. So, uh, how do they do that? Obviously, two two ice sheets. But um, do you like that format, the way it's set up? Yeah, how they set it up is, you know, the rink is um, top notch. Obviously, it's the Blackhawks practice facility. Um, so, and they have uh, all team mission plays out of there. So, Chicago Mission and each AAA team has their own locker room. So. Um, they're all gone this weekend. So once we get there, every team gets their own locker room. There's, you know, there's a, a room for your trainers and everything. So you're treated top notch there. And I love the setup. You know, there's years that we went, there was only six teams and now there's eight. Um, so if you win on Friday, the winner of Friday game play each other, same thing, loser, loser play. And it goes like that till Friday. Then you crown a champion on, on Sunday. So, um, Obviously, Illinois, you know, it's their um, showcase, so they're going to get the 7 o'clock game and who they draw against, and that's who Fab's picked. Um, I'm happy that we drew Adrian, and, uh, you know, like we talked about earlier. It's someone new. Um, it's someone we want to beat. We respect how they play and what their program is at this level. So, um, and then – Again, there's other teams that we want to play and we're going to play. We've played the Minots, but Wyatt's got a hell of a team there right now. And then you got Hardy at Liberty. Um, so, you know, you got some top teams. Then you got ASU. Tate, you know, always has a good team and whatnot. So um, it'll be interesting to see. I'm excited to get down there, though. All right, Stephen, give him a last one, then we'll let him go because I know he's got his own game tonight. He's got another hat trick on the on the line tonight, so uh, we got to let him get go here shortly. But go ahead and give him a final one. <laughs> yeah. So um, when you mentioned that you got to have, um, you're going to have uh, Liberty is coming up for you too in January, and I know that's looking ahead. But um, you look you look at the teams that are in this field as you mentioned: Arizona State, Minot State, Adrian, yourselves, Liberty, Davenport. Um, all very good teams, and so I guess the the level of talent in these three days is is going to be uh, exciting. But you know, you got Liberty's on your schedule later this year, and how exciting is that going to be to go and play in, at Liberty there and uh, and and play against them? I know you were supposed to do it a couple of years uh, last year when, of course, the season got canceled. Now you're going to be going there this year. Yeah, obviously, um, you get a place that gets four to six thousand people. Um, Super talented kids. They get a lot of kids that uh, from top top junior programs, um, and then you know like Hardy that they're fully funded by the athletic department, so they're in a different field. You know they're they're in the Minots and the Adrians and the Linden Woods. So um, if you can get them on your schedule and play, you know it helps competition. You're just preparing yourself. Obviously, you're going there to win hockey games, but big picture, you're playing better competition. Um, on the road in a hostile environment, which you're going to have to do at the national tournament. All right, Coach, we'll let you go. Uh, have a good one tonight. I, you want me to do anything for you to make sure we get uh, at least three out of you tonight? Well, I hope so. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I'm running on fumes here. I'm running uh, on fumes. All uh, right. I, I, I'll expect a report afterwards via Twitter. So if you get the right. hat trick, uh, just shout me out. I'll uh, I'll go for it. Oh, I appreciate it. All right, All guys, right. thanks for having me. And uh, See you in Chicago, see you. my friend. Yeah, safe travels. Yeah, you too. Okay, that's, bye, Steve. That's, 
That's the head My coach coach. from uh, UNLV, Anthony McNary Greener, joining us tonight. He's he's on his way to his own game. Uh, how dedicated and, is that? He's going to play and, a men's league game tonight and, 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 and then board a, an airplane in the morning. And, oh, that was, that was <laughs> 6 a.m. That was a question. I, I had a question in my mind, and I was going to ask about the uh, – let's get him on the next time, but uh, about they, – they they're flying. And we've talked about before that they – a lot of teams will take really long bus rides, but UNLV is kind of, I guess, in a position where if it's too far, they can they can fly and, and do that, which I think gives them a little bit of an edge when they travel because there's not as much of a fatigue there because they're on a plane for a few hours. Then they get the bus and just bus around where they fly instead of having to be on a bus for, you know, like Arizona, like Arizona did coming to Colorado or Missouri State coming out to Vegas, although it was a sleeper bus, so there's beds and stuff. So, um, you know, it's it's at each, you know, they're fortunate that they're able to, to do that, that they can fly a little bit more. Uh, than maybe some of the other teams in the ACHA, so that's that's kind of cool there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I can attest too that they do get the players do get fed well on the they they treat the players well on the road trips with with UNLV. They get fed <laughs> very well. I've had some, yeah, I, but I I've been the benefactor of some of those wonderful meals, uh, Chick Fil A's after games, uh, nice what? little uh, meals what? at the restaurants before the games. So they're 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 well fed. Uh, on the, well, on why, why did I know that you would bring up the food part of it? <laughs> well, uh, you know. <laughs> Man loves his right. food, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's take a quick break. Let's come back. Let's talk about the uh, the rankings, and then let's see. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get the Illinois coach on there as well, Mick Fabrini, if we uh, if we get a chance. He's coaching another game tonight, too, before his team. He's coaching a high school game in Springfield, so he may or may not be able to join us. We'll find out in a little bit. But in the meantime, uh, let's do uh, a quick break here, and let's Let's come back and let's break down that uh, ACHA Division One uh, computer rankings. We'll be right back. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Your hometown hockey team, your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions, your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. The 
This is Adam Trunco, captain of the CU Buffs, the UNACHA hockey team, and you're listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Hi, I'm Hunter Cooley, captain of the Missouri State Ice Hockey Bears, and you're listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Hi, this is Alex King, the captain of the University of Utah Utes. You're listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Ah, you gotta love it. Welcome back in, folks. This is indeed Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. This is Scott and Steven. This is Club Hockey. I mean, if you didn't know it was Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, you know now. (laughs) Well, you gotta love it when the captains get on board and let you know uh, what's going on as far as Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Every Wednesday night live, normally 7.30 p.m., but sometimes we adjust it. Uh, We adjusted it again this week because uh, the Chicago Classic come up. We're hoping to get uh, Nick Fabrini the head coach of Illinois on with us. If we don't get Nick, I understand he coached a a high school game tonight and uh, got the big tournament coming up this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in the uh, Chicago Classic. Maybe you'll be able to catch up with him in Chicago if we can't get him on tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I did want to also mention, uh, shout out to uh, Nick Raboni, who's uh, a little bit under the weather. He was going to come on tonight, but uh, lost his voice apparently. So, Hopefully Nick will be okay for the weekend, and that would be tough to to be on a show like this if uh, you don't have your voice. <laughs> yeah, we don't do sign signals very well. Although sometimes <laughs> people probably wish I lost my voice, but <laughs> well, that, that's. But unfortunately, other... mine is working loud and clear right now. Uh, yeah, that's a whole other that's a whole other topic. <laughs> don't get me started on that. Uh, I do also want to mention a couple of things. Uh, uh, the captain of the uh, uh, University of Arizona Wildcats. Uh, celebrated 150 points in his career, uh, Anthony Cusinelli. So a uh, shout-out to Anthony for uh, that uh, great mark and his, uh, his career at the Ari- at, uh, University of Arizona. You must have uh, given him some good mojo when you had him on the uh, Game of the Week feature uh, last week. for the- Yeah, I know, and you know what? I screwed up. I didn't have him do the, uh, the, uh, the read as well. But, uh, yeah, he got a couple of goals after that. So I texted him after that, and I said, hey, uh, you want me to do anything again? Like maybe talk to you again and see if that helps? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, and then, of course, we do want to shout out the fact that the uh, 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 University of Arizona and Grand Canyon will play a very special game on the uh, 11th of December at the uh, beautiful uh, city of Prescott Valley. The uh, Let me get this right. T-Mobile Rink at Finlay Toyota Center. In Prescott Valley, I we know about T-Mobile rinks so. in uh, in Las Vegas. Yeah, so that that's a new name for them. It's T it's the T-Mobile rink at uh, Finlay Toyota Center in Prescott Valley. Brand new name, brand new uh, agreement with them. So, congratulations to Catfish we're, for all this hard work up we're there. We're seeing a lot of we're seeing a lot of that. A big name change coming for the, the arena in L.A. You know, so I <laughs> so and then I've got the name change in in the Prescott one. So. Uh, yeah, it's all about the dollars, Steve. All about the dollars. All about the dollars. When are we gonna have? When is Ice Time Hockey Southwest <laughs> Arena gonna? <laughs> gonna well, be out like there? I said, Stephen, it's all about the dollars. <laughs> right. <It's> all... <laughs> Maybe somebody wants to rename us for some dollars. I can oh, go for that. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's uh, let's quickly jump into this, just in case we get the coach. I told him if he was here at around ten thirty or so, we'd be glad to put him on. So uh, let's quickly run down the uh, the ACHA. Uh, Division One rankings. You go ahead and take the first five. I'll do the next five. We'll do that uh, until we have them all down. So go ahead and give us the first five, Stephen. Well, the first, the number one team is back on top. Uh, it's Lindenwood. They take the top spot in the uh, ranking. Uh, they remain undefeated on the season with a 10-0 and record after sweeping uh, Iowa State University. It's another really good team, Iowa State. And uh, so that's that. Number two is uh, Minot State. Uh, they're eight zero and zero. They were number one, but then they're now number two. Uh, they're the only other undefeated team in the Division One. Uh, they split Midland University on the road, winning uh, five nothing and seven to one over the weekend. Uh, Liberty. Oh, let's see. Let me go here because it's jumping here. Uh, number three is Iowa State. Uh, they moved from four to three. Uh, they're fifteen two and one already on the season, so that's pretty good. Uh, Liberty moves to number four. They were number three, so Iowa State and, and Liberty basically swap spots. 
And then, of course, number five, we mentioned uh, UNLV moving from number eight to number five after the weekend they had in Utah, where it was an overtime win on Friday. So I think that's considered a tie for the computer. But then the next night they did win pretty convincingly five to one. But they've also had some big wins throughout the season. So when you balance everything out, uh, they are at number five. And so they've moved up uh, three spots. So And that, as we mentioned, uh, I believe, and I think it was confirmed, that is the highest that they've ever been in the uh, in the rankings, at least yeah, for the I think rankings. you, I think you pumped up uh, Coach McNary Greener's tires a little bit too much there because you said he was the best team in this tournament, and actually, yeah, yeah, Minot I, State I, is there, I, I and know, Liberty I, is there. So, yeah, just, yeah I think yeah. you pumped him up just I, a little too much. I, I, I hope yeah, you yeah, saw I, it actually. <laughs> well, I, I realized that when I was, I realized that Minot, <laughs> Minot State and, and Liberty, and that's right, they were, they were. But I was thinking more like the Adrian and stuff. And I, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking of the the WCHL teams. I think I was getting the. Oh, Oh, okay. Let's and we'll get to that. that. We'll get to that in a minute. What, how many WCHL teams are in there? But uh, we will. But, okay. Yeah. So uh, six through ten. It's uh, late, Scott. It's late. Uh, you can't have me do these after <laughs> after dark podcasts without me screwing up on a game. You know. uh, no problem. No problem. Number six, Adrian, the defending champions, twelve two and zero. Oh, they jump up one spot from seven to six. Uh, Central Oklahoma. Um, goes from uh, nine to seven at eleven four and zero. Oh. Missouri State. They go from six to eight. I'm not sure what the heck's going on there. Uh, they're 12, four and zero, uh, and they drop two spots. But anyway, Missouri State's number eight. Uh, Stony Brook number nine, 11, two and one. Uh, previously number five, and uh, Jamestown rounds out the top ten at four, four and two, and previously number eleven. And again, I'm not going to take anything away from Jamestown, but they're four, four and two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that it? Just a mic drop or what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nothing to add on to that. I'm, I'm with you. And we're going to get to some of these ones down here later on, and it's uh, makes you kind of wonder, too. Um, okay, so uh, give us 11 through uh, 15. Okay, 11 is Maryville. 9-4-1 uh, and one on their record. They were uh, moved from 13, so they moved up a couple of spots. Uh, number 12 is uh, Indiana Tech. Uh, comes in at 9-2-0 and oh so far. Uh, they're They've moved, uh, dropped a couple of spots. They were 10 la- uh, last week. Uh, Ohio, number 13, 11, uh, 7, and 0. Uh, 14 uh, was the previous ranking, so they moved up a spot. This is probably one that made one of the bigger jumps was Arizona. They had a really good weekend in Colorado, and uh, so they went to, uh, to And 10. here comes your biggest jump. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ten. Well, that's true. That might be a bigger jump. 10, 5, and 0 uh, from 19 to 14. And here comes a team that was not even ranked last week. And uh, Arizona State, the uh, Sun Devils, there in Tempe, five five and zero. So the, and they're in the uh, in number fifteen there. So there you go. So okay. that's another. So there's another WCHL team. So now we're, let's let's recap here because we've we're no, we'll, 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 no, we'll recap it because we got we know what there is. We'll, we'll recap it when we're done here. Hold on. Okay. We'll go to sixteen uh, through twenty then. Yeah, sixteen through twenty. Pittsburgh is number sixteen, twelve three and one. Um, number twelve last week, sixteen this week. Uh, Illinois, the host of the Chicago Classic, it comes in at number 17, 6, 11, and 1, and they were previously ranked 23rd. Uh, Utah uh, is in at number 18 at 5, 6, and 3, and number previously 21. Michigan Dearborn, 8, 6, and 2, previously 16. They are now number 19. And number 20 is Lawrence Tech, 10, 2, and 0, previously ranked number 18. Um, yeah, the computer is crazy. Uh, <laughs> give us the last five and then we'll talk. Well, about why, the well, is, why do you say that? What makes you think say that? Because the fact that Utah was 21 last week, they're 18 now. They, they lost a pair of games. Even I said, that even if I think one game was considered a tie in the computer, they're five, six or three. And yet they're 18, which I'm happy for. I'm happy that they're in there, but and they deserve to be in the rankings. But yeah. And then you, you look at a team like Illinois and, you know, again, they're the hosting the Chicago classics. So it will be kind to them right now but uh but yeah they they're 6 11 and 1 well and 20. look on the other side of the thing Lawrence Tech I don't know who yeah. they played but they've only lost twice and they won 10 times and uh and they dropped two spots from 18 to 20 uh, yeah. okay uh, anyway. well, anyways let's finish uh, this off so, 21 to 25 so we can toot the horn of the WCHL anyways uh Niagara uh 21 uh they were 17 so they've dropped uh four spots they're 11 3 and 1 uh Aquinas uh 8 and 4 uh they're 22 they were 15 Midland who was not ranked now moves in to the top 25 at number 23 at six, nine and one Illinois state nine, seven and Oh, uh, 25 was the previous ranking. So they move up a spot and then Davenport 
finishes out the top 25, 8-5-0 record with a 22 ranking last week. Okay, so that leads us to the WCHL, which once again, as uh, you and I have patted ourselves on the back since sometime in July. Um, <laughs> I, I, wanna, I think we should take credit for the, the success of the WCHL this week. This is the first oh, yeah. season we've taken yeah. the whole the whole conference under the under the uh, the tutelage here of Ice Time Hockey Southwest. And, oh, cool. and look, Chris, and look Chris what that, Curry will like that. He'll and, like and look that. what and look what that's maybe he'll get us on our. His his uh his famous podcast here uh coming up again. I know you've been a guest on it, but maybe we can we'll both be able to get on at some point. <laughs> if we continue to pump up the WCHL, maybe we can get a repeat appearance on on the on the world famous WCHL podcast. Anyways, okay, so give us the top. But I think six, we should take credit for it. Teams. Give us top teams. six teams in the WCHL. Who are they? Yeah, so the the top the six teams that are in the WCHL UNLV at number five, uh, Central Oklahoma number seven, Missouri State at number eight. Uh, Arizona number fourteen, Arizona State number fifteen, and and Utah at number eighteen. That yeah, that's uh, you know, that right there is teetering on five teams in to the national tournament if it started today, and maybe Utah would sneak in, uh, depending on. Uh, usually, there's a couple of teams that uh, get auto bids that bump out uh, eighteen and nineteen and twenty, but. Uh, so that's pretty impressive. I mean, I, I told you we could see five or six teams uh, in the uh, national tournament from the WCHL, and I don't think it's going to change much except maybe go up. And this weekend at the Chicago Classic, it's going to it's going to bring out uh, everything that we have uh, in in talent wise because Arizona State's there, Minot State's there, Liberty's there, UNLV's there, Adrian's there, Illinois is there, um, you know, and uh, Rhode Island is there, and Davenport's there, so. That the teams that are going to be there um, are going to really affect the computer rankings, I think. Yeah, I was just going to make that point. I think we're going to really see some more shuffling uh, around after this weekend with the uh, games, and depending on what the matchups end up being the next two days, depending on what happens on the uh, the first day. It's going to be uh, interesting. If the games stay close, it might not fluctuate too much. If one team dominates, if one team gets beat pretty badly over and over the three days, it certainly will probably affect them as well. But if everything kind of stays close, I think – it should stay about where they are, but you know we saw a lot of movement this past week, and you know I have to really look more at what the scores were. But that's I think what we got to keep in mind too is that when we when we when we review these, we've got to look and see what what the scores were because that that plays a factor in it. That, that plays a big part, a big factor in you know how how much you win by and and how many goals you're scoring and all that. So, um, yeah. So yeah. Okay. Um, so so let's just go with your thought. I'm gonna I'm gonna quit while I'm ahead on this deal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm stepping out of the rankings for the moment. Well, let's uh, talk about how about this. Well, hold on Go a ahead. minute. Let's see if uh, if Coach Fabrini is uh, is with us. I don't know because uh, I don't recognize anything on here. But uh, Coach, if you are out there listening and you want to jump on and, and talk about the classic, uh, just simply tap one of the gray buttons, the call in buttons, and we'll hook you up and get you on. If you are not there, I totally understand it. You uh, had a ninety mile trip one way, I guess, from Springfield. Um, for the high school game, hopefully you were successful at that uh, high school game tonight. Um, so if uh, if we get the coach on, that would be fantastic. If we don't, uh, I will go through and, like I said, pump up the event for him uh, as much as I can. So, okay, what were you going to say, Stephen? Well, I was just going to say we could we can talk about the uh, the WCHL standings as a whole. We talked about the six teams that are ranked in the WCHL uh, tw- or the uh, ACHA top twenty five, but as we mentioned. The, the the best team in the WCHL is going to get an auto bid. They'll automatically get a spot in the ACHA tournament. Um, so that team still right now is Missouri State. Uh, they're the top team in the WCHL. Uh, they've played 12 league games. They've earned 30 points. They're 10 and 2 in, in the conference play. Uh, Arizona is up at number two right now. So they've, they've moved up quite a bit, but they have played 15 games already league games. So there's still some teams that have only played eight, 10 and 12. So they've got a lot of games in hand, but right now they're sitting at number two with 28 points. Uh, they're eight and five, but they actually have two overtime shootout wins. So that affects how many points they get. So they're, they've got, they're really 10 and five, but two of them are overtime and shootout wins. So, um, and then UNLV is at number three and 19. Um, they're, they're five and three with two overtime and shootout wins as well. So, and then Central Oklahoma, Utah, Arizona State, Grand Canyon, Colorado, Oklahoma, or Colorado State, and Oklahoma are the, the top. But but Utah is at fifteen points. Arizona State's at fifteen points. But Arizona State's only played ten games, so 
So they still got quite a, a bit of games left uh, within the WCHL. They're halfway through the. There's 20 games that each team will play in the WCHL uh, games. So, um, so there's still a lot of movement to, to be had there. But, but yeah, it's impressive that six teams are are ranked in the top 25. So, uh, one will for sure get in, obviously, with the auto bid. But I would we we expect there will be several teams, and we hope it's six. Um, it may or may not be, but we hope it's six. Well, I, I, I think we can safely say it's going to be five. I really do. I think five will get in and possibly six, depending on how things uh, play out. I, I think that's just uh, with the talent level and the competition level that they're all playing, that certainly can't hurt. So um, let me pump up this uh, this event one more time. When I first saw the schedule come out, I said, oh, my goodness, that's a really good schedule. Uh, Arizona State versus Minot State in the opening game on Friday. Adrian and UNLV uh, in the second game. Liberty and Davenport in the third. And Rhode Island and Illinois in the fourth game. And then, as Coach said, uh, the winners will take on the winners. And the uh, losers will play the losers on Saturday afternoon, starting at 3, 310, 610, and 620. And then Sunday, it starts off a little earlier at 11.30, 11.40, 2.40, and 2.50 for game time. So uh, Illinois, of course, being the host, will always play the last game. Uh, as you would expect, that's uh, kind of the way you do a tournament. So, And, and, those, ta- and those times are uh, central time, I believe. It's Chicago, uh, just the time zone for Chicago. So if you're out here in Vegas, you subtract two hours off of that. Here's where – this is where you need to really uh, – Two hours if you're oh in if oh you're in Arizona. If you're in Arizona, of course Arizona's now One an hour, hour ahead, so they're an hour behind Chicago. So, um, <laughs> so I walk. So oh yeah, now you've thoroughly confused everybody. They're all if you're, time, folks. If, figure it out. If you're in the mountain, <laughs> if you're in the mountain time zone, that's Colorado. I, that's the same as Arizona, anyways. <laughs> I'm confused. Anyway, I, I, for me, I live in Las Vegas. That's the Pacific time. I know that's two hours behind. So this. Uh, for me, on a Friday, I'm going to try to watch on my computer. <laughs> UNLV and Adrian, that's going to be a 2.20 start Vegas time. So that, that's the main thing I need to worry about. Um, Arizona State, Minot State might be fun to watch too. That's a 1.10 p.m. Uh, start time. Hopefully they're going to be streamed somewhere. I'm, I'm hoping they will be, and I'm sure they will be. So well, uh, I will let you know as soon as I know something. But unfortunately, I'm not going to get there much before that first game uh, with the travel schedule I have. So... I won't be much help in, in getting that information to you earlier unless uh, Coach Fabrini is able to, to give it to me, um, you know, tomorrow or something. I can uh, I can tweet it out or, or let people know that way. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a great way to uh, kind of end the semester. Not really, but kind of. And uh, I also want to throw well, It's a good way to go into Thanksgiving week next week because next yeah, week is Thanksgiving. Yeah, let's put it that way. How about that? There's, there's no games uh, Thanksgiving week, so they'll be off and then – there's a couple more weekends after that. They'll have games, and then then the then the holiday break. So, so and, and let me throw little... out this again too. Uh, if you haven't watched uh, the game of the week, or you haven't heard my announcement, or seen anything on Twitter, there's a huge announcement, a massive announcement, coming from the uh, University of Arizona, on December third. I will be there for the press conference. It is going to be uh, community changing. I believe is what. Uh, Coach Berman said it's going to be program uh, altering and changing. Um, so we are excited to bring that to you. Make sure you uh, tune into our uh, social media at uh, how is it set up, Stephen? AC, IT no, come on now. You've, got, you've only got like seven <laughs> accounts that you've got to keep track of. <laughs> well, at it's AC, be, I'm going to put it on all of them. At, okay, all of them. So there we go. At ACHA underscore ITHSW. That's the one we focus on for this. For the content that for this and show, and I will I will retweet it from everywhere, and we'll also have it on the YouTube channel once I get the uh, video done, and and maybe it'll up, even so. pop up on Instagram too. Who knows? It'll be all over the place. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a huge announcement, folks. I you, I just can't tell you um, how excited we are for their program uh, to to have something like that. And of course, the next night, Jeremy Goltz will have his number retired, and his jersey will hang from the TCC. Uh, following uh, that weekend it's alumni weekend so it's going to be a full house of wildcats if you will and of course they're playing arizona state which means it'll be a huge rivalry game between those two as well so that's yeah, something to look forward to battle for the year. battle for the cactus cup which is always uh, that's very important between the two schools yeah and that uh, so that'll be december 3rd and 4th that weekend and then uh steven and i will be joining you from a uh, a suite in the uh let me get this right t-mobile rink at 
the Finley Toyota Center in Prescott Valley. Uh, I haven't sent it to you yet, but uh, Catfish sent me a, a video he made from the suite uh, with our name on the outside and going like, hey, here's your, here's your suite. You're right on the uh, center line. Oh, and, I love uh, that. And you can do all your interviews and stuff from here. So we're looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be a blast. We uh, we thank Catfish uh, Atelli for everything he's doing up there to promote hockey. And, of course, that's what we're in the uh, business of doing, recover hockey, do grow the game of hockey. So, okay. So we, I think we've nailed down all of that good stuff. What else is happening for the teams that are not participating in the Chicago Classic, including the Arizona State women, which are headed to Liberty to play number one? Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. But I want to let's talk about the other uh, matchups in the uh, between WCHL teams. We mentioned the the Chicago Classic Classic, Classic is going on this weekend, uh, but there are some other matchups that should be intriguing this weekend for the WCHL teams. Uh, GCU uh, actually, this is going to be tomorrow. They're going to do this, and they're going to host uh, Oregon, the, which is a Division Two team uh, tomorrow in in Arizona or in Arizona, yeah, in Phoenix there at their facility at the AZ Ice Arcadia. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, it's Oregon's trying to maybe get us a, a Division One status, uh, ACHA Division One status uh, in the near future. So they're going to play. And actually, they're going to play a couple of teams this weekend because after that, they're going to play in Arizona against uh, the Wildcats, I believe, on the uh, the twentieth. So and, uh, and let me tell you, the Wildcats are excited about that. I mean, Anthony Cusinelli brought that up to me. He goes, "Hey, you know, we're playing uh, Oregon too, right?" And I'm going like, oh yeah, I remember that. So uh, they're they're excited to play them and, and show what they have. Yeah, that's a, that should be fun. So that'll be a fun week. It's a fun. I'm sure, Oregon's looking forward to that too. Coming there, going to Arizona and playing teams like GCU and and Arizona, and it'll be good for for GCU too, as uh, you know they're they're fairly new at Division One themselves. Few, just uh, well, they've been for a few years now, I guess. Uh, other teams uh, this weekend, Friday and Saturday, uh, Missouri State will be at McKendree. Uh, so that'll be a matchup there. Uh, this is a WCHL matchup. So Grand Canyon will be playing Oregon on Thursday, but then they're going to host Utah for a weekend set on Friday and Saturday. So GCU is going to, and this is, and this is actually interesting because you used to see this a lot more uh, teams playing three games in three nights. Uh, but this, this doesn't happen too much. And I, I was, I was listening to the the podcast I mentioned earlier and uh, they were talking about that. Now that there's 10 teams, there's not the, there's not as much they used to guys just call them travel partners and stuff so there used to be two teams would go and they'd play and they'd play three games and three nights two different spots but now you don't have that you've got the two five team divisions you've just got two game weekends so there's not much of that but but grand canyon is going to have oregon a d2 team on thursday then they're going to have utah friday and saturday and, and those will be wchl games and then colorado will be at oklahoma uh so that'll be a, a good an important series for both teams as both teams are kind of middle of the pack and Oklahoma's down towards the bottom. So, you know, Colorado maybe can use this as an opportunity to maybe get closer in towards, make some noise in the middle, maybe try to make some noise to the top. And then Oklahoma, of course, wants to to be in the mix too. So it'll be an important series there. And then UCO uh, is going to, that's central Oklahoma, will be at Colorado State this weekend. So that ought to be, uh, that'll be good as we, (laughs) Well, every, every WCHL uh, matchup is good, so that that ought to be that'll be good too. UCO is a good team, and and uh, you know that'll be a tough test for Colorado State, but but you never know. So is, going to Colorado is it can be a challenge, and and we'll see what happens there. Well, let me tell you some uh, some scuttlebutt, if you will. Uh, we had the head coach on the new head coach from the University of Alaska Anchorage on Sunday night, and. He is really putting uh, a hardcore, heavy-duty press on a lot of teams in the West to uh, try to make that jump uh, to NCAA hockey. They're, of course, uh, coming back after a, a year off where they lost their program, had to get it reinstated, had to raise some money, and were able to do that. So uh, Anchorage will be coming down, and I believe and I believe this to be true, that they are going to uh, do an exhibition against UNLV uh, next fall. Uh, so... Uh, Again, very similar to Lindenwood playing uh, NCAA teams and a lot like Arizona State did before they made their jump. Uh, they, they kind of dipped their toes in the water. So you have that possibility. You also have, as you mentioned, uh, Oregon dipping their toes in the ACHAD1 water uh, with Grand Canyon, with Arizona, and then later this year they're going to play at UNLV. 
Yeah, that's going to be towards the end of the season for UNLV. They're going to play uh, Oregon. I, I believe it's their last games of the season. So let me just go real quick to this schedule. Yeah, March 4th and the 5th, Oregon will be in Vegas to play uh, UNLV. So uh, to end the season for, for UNLV. So that ought to be uh, good too. And uh, especially this as UNLV will be kind of gearing up for the tournament at that point, uh, well, we hope at least, some, which we expect them to be. So they'll be getting ready to did for you, ACH. Did, did I pretend, you get, did you did get I a get, newsletter? <laughs> didn't get a newsletter, but I do have I, I do have the uh, scores from the WC, uh, women's WWCHL. Um, do we, and, we, and you know, and you know where Arizona State's headed, right? You know they're headed to play number one Liberty. Let's get that out there. They are playing number one Liberty in Virginia this weekend. Yeah, that's 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 going to be a fun. Uh, in fact, I have the the rankings for the women's side. So you mentioned Liberty number one, Adrian's number two, Illinois Tech number three, Lindenwood number four, uh, McKendry's number five, Minot State six, UMass seven, uh, Midland is eight, Miami's nine, and uh, Maryville's ten. So that's the women's uh, top ten there. But yeah, Liberty is number one, and and you're right, Arizona State's going to be be there this weekend, and so that ought to be a good test for them. Um, for this weekend, so that'll be that'll be fun too. There's just so much so much hockey going on. Yeah, that that's gonna be uh gonna be fun for them to go out there and 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 participate in that uh weekend. Well, you heard, you heard Coach uh, Vigneri Greener say it. If you want to be the best, you got to play the best and beat the best. So uh, that that's a good step in the right direction for them to get out and play number one and see what uh, what what can uh, come of it. You know, I mean, uh, can they can they defeat them? Can they beat them on their home ice? Can they uh, hang with them, so to speak? Um, you know, or, or it's kind of a measuring stick for where they are. And uh, I know Coach Lindsay Ellis has uh, got her eyes set on the national tournament this year and making some noise when she gets there. Yeah, Arizona State right now eight and three on their season. Liberty is at nine and zero. Oh, so uh, it's I I I expect it to be competitive games. I think it's. It, I wouldn't be. I mean, I Liberty is going to be the heavy favorites for sure, but don't count Arizona State out, and and they'll be ready to go, I'm sure. So, um, good luck to them this week, and hopefully they can they can maybe have a shock in there and, and maybe take one of the games from from Liberty. Okay, and then of course we'll have the Thanksgiving break. Then there'll be a few more uh, weeks, maybe two more weeks of uh, of action uh, before the semester ends, and then everything kind of just quiets down until January and then the big push comes Stephen because once January 1 hits everything is magnified because uh, you start to run out of games you start to run out of games and, and ways to build points yeah and some teams you know have scheduled more games than others throughout the season a lot of teams put a lot of games early in the season some don't put as many in, early in the season they put more in the later part of the schedule so yeah, this is when a team can really make a push. I, I, I'll reference back to you, Nelvin. I know we talk about them a lot, but I, you know, being being so close with them over the years, um, I remember actually a couple of seasons ago when last time we had a season, you and had kind of had this little rough stretch, and they were losing a lot of games, and a lot of those were road games. And that, I like when Coach Greener said, Vigneri Greener said that um, they want to emphasize winning on the road. And and Coach Nick Raboni has said this too in interviews I've done with him that championships are won on the road because you know the national tournament's not in Vegas it's somewhere else and so they're going to have to go someplace to to win uh, a championship so I like that they're focusing more on on the road trips and you know changing that up a little bit getting there um, changing when they practice and getting to the place first and practicing in the being able to find time and practice in the city that they're they've traveled to for the day or for the weekend and. But I remember uh, going into the Christmas break, UNLV was kind of kind of limping in. They they lost a bunch of games in a row, and then they come out of the the, the Christmas break. They had a couple of games, a, like a stretch of like seven games in like ten days, and did pretty good in that, including a win against Minot State. And then they kind of really had a second strong second half, beating like Arizona State a couple of games, uh, Arizona, and and really made that push. And and had we had a national tournament, they would have been in so which maybe which was looked like maybe was in doubt going into the christmas break so you just you're right that push that teams really can make in that and it's and it was called a second half but really most it's the games will pass the second half point i mean they're you know they'll have played more than half their games and you get depending on how many 
games you're playing. But well, you know, it, we, basically, what happens is you end up with uh, January and February, February. and then, um, you know March 10th. Guess what? That starts a national tournament. So you got two months really to really make uh, your mark, and hopefully uh, you're in a position to what uh, to do that because, like you say, that auto bet is uh, very very important. And if you don't win the auto bid, you got to make sure you're in the top. I would say 15 or 16 to guarantee well, that that spot. And you want to be playing your best hockey at that time for sure, because you know if you do get to go into the tournament, then you want to be ready to to play. And it's there's a little bit of a there's a little I think it's not as bad as it used to be, but there's a little bit of a gap in between the you know for some teams it might be again depending on how they schedule their games. There's a little bit of a, a gap between when you play your last games to when the national tournament is. So that's always kind of interesting too. But um, And, you know, a lot of teams like um, you look at UNLV will be playing um, Oregon this year at to end the season to kind of be their refresher, their tune-up for what they hope will be the national tournament. And then uh, I know that uh, Arizona plays the uh, Coyotes alumni team in an exhibition uh, in March, the first weekend in March, I think. So uh, that they kind of use that as their tune-up uh, for the national tournament, which they uh, hope that they will be a participant in as well. So uh, everybody has a, a little different way of doing it. One thing I will say, though, uh, and you know I've been saying this for, geez, two years now about relevancy, uh, and the, here's where relevancy really comes into play. Because you've kept yourself relevant, because you've built a fan base and a group of partners or sponsors, whatever you want to call them, um, that allows certain teams to do certain things. If you're not a part of the athletic department like Liberty or Lindenwood or whatever, um, like you in UNLV's case, they use the proceeds from um, the fundraising events to be able to fly to Chicago instead of having to bus. Uh, and uh, so there again, that, that's what I say. If you stay relevant with your fan base and you engage with your fan base, yeah, you get, you get perks like that. Yeah, and and you're right about that. With you know, some some teams have a little bit more flexibility in that in that regard, and so that's that's a good thing too. And, and right, you know, as we said, gets to tr gets to fly a little bit more than than other ACHA teams do. Um, so they obviously have a little bit more. They use a lot of their resources for that, and and it's important, like I said. So it's it's a good thing, and I think. Uh, having that connection with the athletic department is key. I know UNLV has been, you know, has, has had a good relationship with the athletic department in the past with the previous athletic director. It's a new, it's an interim one. Now um, the football team has gotten a couple of wins. So maybe, 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 maybe the football team's turning a corner there, but um, which is important because that's, you know, we know that UNLV is, is trying to, I think the, even though they may not talk about it, I think they're behind the scenes. They're really trying to make the push. Uh, to the uh, Division One level, and I think, I mean, even I think it's it kind of shows in some of the things they do, how they how they put themselves out there on social media, how they present themselves. Now, um, you know, you look at their content, the people they have working on that, uh, it's really top notch, and it, it really it really uh, mirrors um, some NCAA teams um, and what they put out. So um, they're certainly uh, so when they make when they make when I'm not gonna say if, but when they make the, that jump to the NCAA level, um, there won't be much more that will need to be done. Because uh, already we're doing a lot of those things. So obviously things will change in regards to how the program is is run when it becomes a, a varsity sport, when it becomes an NCA sport. But but yeah, it's there won't be as much of a of a change because of how, how they present themselves now at, at this level that they're at now. And I think uh, and I've said that for uh, for months. Um, I think all of the WCHL teams represent themselves very very well, uh, whether it's on the road or at home. Um, they, they bring it like a big time program and that's why they're seeing the success in my estimation. If you, uh, you, you dress the part you play the part, uh, usually you get the results. And I, I think that's and who they recruit right and who they recruit too. I mean, it's these players that they recruit are very good players and they get them from some top programs in, in the junior level or up in Canada or across the United States or even overseas in some cases. So, um, it's, you know, now that things are kind of back to more normal, and you know, they even said Coach McNary Greener said it today. They they even had a recruit. Uh, they took them to lunch today, so uh, something that they're trying to. So it's uh, you know it's exciting, and it's as more in person stuff can safely happen again. 
then these teams can. All right, that, that's where I want to. That's where I want to end it because uh, the Ottawa Senators did your uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, not a not a good thing. For once, uh, it wasn't Arizona <laughs> that caused it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, COVID uh, popping up again. We saw what happened with the Ottawa having to cancel three games this week, the entire week basically, uh, due to a, uh, ten players in in protocol. Uh, Vegas is obviously experiencing that. I know uh, Jonathan Marchessault missed his first game as a golden knight and it was due to protocol. Um so Yeah, if I didn't realize I was his first over it. Yeah, I didn't realize I was his first game missed. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's true, yeah. And he hasn't missed many if he has missed any, but you So, so how are things up there? Uh are you seeing a resurgence again in Vegas or is it just uh some spotty stuff like that? Well it's the Golden Knights are soon gonna become the Henderson Silver Knights here soon because uh you know with, with all the injuries that they've have and and there was a couple more last night that might be concerning with Theodore and Dodonov. So it's just like every game is something. And then now you have three players in COVID protocol. And, and then they and then there was a Marsha So was at the Raiders game with Leonard on Sunday, and we don't know if Marsh, you know now, but Leonard's tested negative as of yet. So let's hope that Leonard doesn't have to go into protocol because then they're going to be down a goaltender. They'll have to call one up from Henderson. But um, but yeah, I mean it's it's you know it's still out there the virus and and. You know, even people that are vaccinated, that's why there's boosters out there now people can, can get. And and uh, maybe a good idea for these these teams to, to think about it. Uh, might be still too early for some teams, depending on when they got the shot. But, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's still it's still a prevalent out there. The virus is still, uh, you know, it's still here in, in Vegas. And, and there are, you know, but, you know, I think this, hopefully they can keep it isolated at least in Ottawa's case and in Vegas case hopefully it doesn't lead to to too much uh I know that they they're not going to have a morning skate in a tomorrow tomorrow morning so they'll probably test and make sure everybody's negative and then hopefully be able to play it tomorrow uh, and I'm sure I have to call somebody up from from Henderson but um yeah it's an interesting time and you know Vegas had to deal with it a little bit last year of course with well everybody did but with with postponements and cancellation or not cancellation postponements and things but um now you have so you have that and you have the injuries that they've sustained and and to keep players and then now COVID COVID playing an issue it's 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 a real uh, it's real interesting but uh, Vegas okay. is making do. So let's uh, let's throw out one more time the uh, ACHA Chicago Classic uh, Friday Saturday and Sunday at uh, fifth fifth third Arena the home of the Blackhawks uh, right in downtown Chicago. Uh, my hope is that I'm going to get there. Um, Kansas City tomorrow, Chicago on Friday, uh, and then I'm going to take a week off in uh, in Minnesota and uh, celebrate Thanksgiving. Uh, I think you deserve that. You, des- so, you deserve that. Yeah, you deserve a week off for Thanksgiving. That, that's how we're planning it. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to bring you some good coverage from there and uh, and go from there. So take it away, my friend, and we'll say good night from another uh, episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. By the way, and this is this has become a big. Uh, well, let me mention actually a couple things before we do that. Um, um, Colorado State put out on their Twitter account uh, they're a finalist for a uh, a Tylo team giveaway, and I'm not sure what that is, but it's, it's something with TJ Oshie, so uh, they're a finalist for that, and you can go and vote. Uh, they posted and, a and TJ's on their, company, the Warroad brand, a Warroad brand. Yes, there you go, and uh, so they're a finalist for that, and so people can go on. Well, check out CSUD One Hockey. On Twitter, that's the Colorado State University hockey team's uh, Twitter account. They have a link to, to go onto the website and, and vote. Uh, some of the teams that they're going up against is some varsity hockey Egan boys, uh, some another high school uh, hockey team, uh, Montgomery Blue Devils, and uh, the St. Louis Junior Blues. So it's it's a variety of different types of levels of hockey. So Colorado State being ACHA, some some um, high school teams and, and some junior teams it looks like. So um, – so our WCHL followers, our ACHA followers, go and support them and vote for Colorado State uh, this weekend. Or well, now, I guess you have to wait till this week. I don't know when the votes close, but do that. And then also the other big thing is Arizona uh, Arizona Coyotes got another win, so they're at win number two on the season. So congratulations to the, the yeah. Coyotes. It's okay, six, take it away, Stephen. End six, it on that. End six, it before you get yourself in trouble. End it before you get yourself in trouble. <laughs> From the Summer Skate Studios, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly was brought to you by Boost Mobile. Whether it's a new phone for yourself or your child's first phone, go to boostmobile.com and click on deals to find the phone that's right for you. 
Caesars Entertainment, wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars Resort across the U.S. or worldwide. UNLV Hockey. Play ACHA D1 Hockey in Hockey Mad Las Vegas. Go to rebelhockey.com and see if the bright lights and championship mindset is for you. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue, Las Vegas style. By Summer Skates, just because the summer is gone doesn't mean we like our drinks to be warm. Get your personalized koozies and more. Go to icetimehockeysw.com and click on the green tab of the squad locker banner to get yours. The University of Arizona, ACHA D1 Hockey, home of the two-time defending WCHL champions. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel your drive. Visit mdriveformen.com and refine your prime with M-Drive. And by Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice, or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. See us at behindthemask.com. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. All right, folks, uh, that uh, wraps up another episode of uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Hopefully I will uh, be talking to you from uh, Chicago this weekend. And then, of course, uh, next Wednesday night, the uh, eve before Thanksgiving, uh, we'll do a little roundtable uh, with myself, Rob Rothfarb, Stephen Marsh, and uh, Paul Hornstein, and we'll uh, we'll give our thanks for the years we like to do right before Thanksgiving. So that will be our show next week. Make sure you tune in. If you miss them, you can get them anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. So good night, everybody. Be safe, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>